So the past four weeks, we've been listening to the words of this man named Peter. And it's God's words through him in a letter he wrote to some early Christians a long time ago. And, and maybe you're familiar with this guy named Peter. Maybe you're not. Let's just kind of remember uh, his life. Think about this guy named Peter. He's just kind of minding his own business one day, doing his work. He was cleaning some nets because he had been out fishing all night. And as he looked up, there was this group of people making their way toward his boat. And they were listening to this man named Jesus teach. And the crowd was so large and kind of pressing in, leaning into every word that this man was teaching, that Jesus just steps backwards into Peter's boat. And Peter's sitting there and he only has kind of one option. That's to kind of do his work and listen. And as he did, I think something started to catch his attention, started to prick his heart. And Jesus makes a life-changing invitation to this man named Peter with three words. He said, come follow me. And Peter drops his nets and steps out of the boat. And in doing that, Jesus says, you know, Peter, you've been great at fishing, but I'm going to make you, I want you to come and we're going to be fishers of men. And from that point on, the identity of Peter's life was changed. He now had a purpose for living. In fact, you could say that he was saying yes to God's call on his life. And so over the past couple of weeks, we've been looking individually and collectively at Peter's words written to a group of early Christians, but looking ourselves to identify what's our identity, what's our purpose, what's our calling. And so when we hear Peter's words, we, we've kind of resonated around some pivotal uh, definitions of who we are. We first talked about being saved. Peter says, it's not with gold or silver that you've been purchased, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We've been saved by God through Christ. We've also been called. We're a royal priest, a, a holy nation, a people belonging to God that we de declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into light that we're a gathered group of people, that what we have in our identity and in our purpose is something that's shared. And Peter said to the people he was writing to, your persecution is something that bonds you together because you have a common identity and common purpose. Last weekend, we talked about all of us being scattered, that we're here in this city, in our neighborhoods, in our families, in our places of work as the light of Christ, light bearers for those who need hope, who need salvation, who need the peace of Christ in their life. And today we're going to just be sent people. We've used this paragraph to kind of just conclude this whole series. The people of God are saved, called, gathered, and scattered to see the total restoration of the places where God sent them. When God wants to accomplish something, he always sends a person. And you and I have been saved. We've been called, gathered, and scattered for a purpose. We are sent on a mission to bring restoration to anyone, anywhere we go. Alan Scott in his book called Scattered talks about the servants are sent people. And he says this, when Jesus spoke the words, so send I you to his disciples, he was commissioning them and all who would follow him to operate with the same authority, the same assignment as he had. His assignment's not a mystery because he said his assignment was to bring life. We know it when he told us these words. I've come that you may have life, but life doesn't come unless someone is sent. 
That's why throughout scripture, people are sent. We're sent in the same way as Jesus himself was sent, in glory, in authority, in humility, and in vulnerability. The church is the group of people sent to bring life to cities, to regions, to nation. God doesn't send the lost into the church. He sends the found into the world. In response to all the brokenness around us, God sends us. Did you know the original word uh, translated into church is a Greek word. It's a combined word and it means this. It means people that are called out. It means chosen, gathered for a purpose. God is sending you and me into our families, into our neighborhoods, into our places of work, into our schools, into the community around us to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light to live such good lives among pagans that they would see our good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits, to live holy lives as chosen people, a royal priest, offering spiritual sacrifices to God as an act of worship, using whatever gift that God has given us to serve others, administrating God's grace in various forms. Those are all Peter's words put together in one paragraph that speaks our commission as people who follow Jesus. It's not a matter, are we sent? It's a matter of, will we go? And contrary to the famous movies or TV show, Mission Impossible, we have no option to accept this or not because Jesus is our Lord and the eternity of others hangs in the balance. That's why I'm excited about the stories we've been sharing of people right here at Crossroads, normal everyday people who are living on mission, where they work, where they live with the people around them. I hope that you've watched on social media as we've shared some of their stories, JD and Billy and Kristen and Darlene, just people like you and me who are, know their identity. They know they're here not by accident. They have purpose and they're living on mission. I also thought about people who live that way when I heard about three men from the first Christian church here in Evansville who died in a plane crash this week on their way to Pine Haven Children's Home to serve God there, to serve the children who were living there. It doesn't sound like it was the first time that these men had been on a trip like this and they were living on mission. You might know that the first Christian church in Evansville 53 years ago gave birth to Crossroads Christian Church. So this morning, the church in Evansville is grieving because we've lost three brothers. And our hearts go out to our friends, our brothers in Christ at First Christian. And I just wanna take a moment right here in our service to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ in this loss. Would you join me in prayer? God, right now, we don't understand why things like this happen. Three men headed to do such good, and yet in their lives cut short, God. We have lots of questions, but today we're asking God that you would give comfort and peace to their family, to their friends, to our brothers in Christ at First Christian. God, would you minister to them this morning as they gather, as they are grieving, but not with people who don't have hope. God, would you give them peace? Would you give them strength? God, would you bond them together like never before? And God, I pray that the testimony of these three men living on mission would inspire all of us to give and to love and to lead and to serve. And God, we thank you for what you're doing in this community and around the world through people who've said yes to your mission. God, 
work through all of us in that way, we pray through the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. This weekend, my friends, we're not going to talk about this mission any longer. We're going to do this. We've intentionally designed the remainder of our time together to be very, very short so that you and I could create some space and time to not just talk about doing this, but actually go do it. Last weekend, we passed out these cards called Let's Do This Cards. In fact, if you have yours with you, I'd encourage you to pull it out. If you don't have one here in Newburgh at our West Campus online, you can have access to this card. You can pass it down to the people sitting next to you, your left and right. Everybody's going to need one of these cards because in just a few moments, I'm going to pray for us and then we're going to be done. We're going to stop gathering together and we're going to go scatter ourselves anywhere God sends us to be a tangible expression of his love and of his grace. Last weekend, we challenged you to pray for two minutes or for two hours about how God might be working in you to be a conduit of his love and the light of Christ uh, in your neighborhood, in your community, or through being generous. We try to prompt you with just some practical ways, some, some simple ways that you and I could do this, could live out God's mission because we are saved. We are called, we are gathered, but we also are scattered. And God is sending us to a world that needs his love, that needs his grace, that needs his light. So if you have your card with you, I firmly believe because we've been fasting and praying for God to speak to you that he has. And you have a clear picture of, of one way that you could be a tangible expression of God's love in somebody's life somewhere right here and right now. In just a few minutes, we're going to ask you to go from this place and go do that. Maybe you're here today and this is the first time you're hearing about this. What we want to encourage you to know is we're ready for you. We're prepared to come alongside you to provide you with the card that has these simple expressions, but also the atrium here in Newburgh and also at our West Campus are filled with people who can help you take one step toward living this out today. Representatives from all of our local partners here in the tri-state are available and they're equipped with one way that you could go and act upon this today in this very moment. And so we've prayerfully and intentionally designed this service for us to stop talking about it and let's do this. And so in just a few moments after I pray, I'm going to send you out here to do this. I'm going to ask you to take one step, one way that you could just practically live out the fact that you are sent on mission to a world around you. God has called us. He saved us. He has called us. He's gathered us. He has scattered us. And now he's sending us to show his love and to serve others in our city and in our world. So let's do this. Would you pray with me? God, in this moment right now, I pray that you would speak to all of us, all of us who have been saved by your son, Jesus, all of us who say you are our savior and our Lord God, I pray that it would live, be lived out right now, like never before. And God, I pray as we leave this place today, that you would send us on mission as just your conduit of love and grace and light to a city, to a world that so desperately needs it. God, I pray for all of us. We would step out of our comfort zone and we would say yes to you, just like Peter did that day when you asked him to follow you. And God, I pray that the result of that was that people would notice you, 
they would glorify you. God, that you would receive all the glory and praise for everything that happens today and every day in our lives. We pray that through the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. So we're not joking. This actually concludes our time gathered here today. And so I'm going to ask you right now where you are to stand up. Don't leave yet, but I'm just going to ask you to stand where you are. You've now taken the first step of what we're asking you to do. <laughs> Let me give you just a, free, a, a, a few brief instructions. First of all, if you're new today, this is your first time to ever walk into Crossroads, you might be thinking, what in the world is happening, right? We want to encourage you that we're prepared to answer why we would do this. And our Welcome Center today, like every Sunday, is prepared with staff and volunteers to answer the question, what kind of church does this? What kind of church is so committed to God's mission that they would cancel the rest of a worship service and go live it out? We're, we're, we're that church. We want to tell you why. So stick around for just 20, 30 minutes and, and learn why. That might be the best step you could take today. For those of you who are maybe just hearing this for the first time or you didn't come prepared, we want you to be prepared. And so I would encourage you to go to the atrium, talk to some of our local partners there. Every one of them is, co is co equipped with a one step you could take to live this out today. It won't cost you hardly any money. It'll cost you some time, but we're giving you that. Hopefully your lunch reservations aren't until 1230, right? The other thing I want to say is this, don't forget your children. Okay. So if you have kids in the children's area, this is not a chance for you to have some bonding moment with your significant other. Go pick up your kids and take them with you as you go and serve those around you, okay? And here's the other thing. We would love to hear what God prompts you to do. Not so you would get the glory or crossover would get the glory, but that we would just hear what God's up to in the midst of our church family. And so you can do it the old fashioned way. You can take this card and write on it with a pen or a pencil and give it back to us uh, next weekend or sometime this week. If you're tech savvy, you can go to our hashtag and that is hashtag CCC. Let's do this. And one of our social social media outlets will pick that up. We'll be able to celebrate just how God is prompting us to be on mission. So the last thing I have to say today is let's do this.